This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash reddit readers or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone, today's post comes to you from Ask Reddit, a subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most interesting questions are upvoted to the top. Today's question, what was the weirdest date you've ever been on? Went to the Church of Scientology, roped in with promises of free food. We were on a date for Christmas. So, so odd. Edit. They had us take the personality test and tried to break us up. They said we were completely incompatible to the point of being toxic. We've been together 10 years. <laughs> Whoa. I wonder if that's some kind of weird long con. They know a majority of relationships are going to end in breakups, so they tell every couple they're incompatible. Then, a few months down the line, the relationship starts to unravel and you think, Wow, those Scientology people totally saw this coming. Maybe there is something to those meter things. Dunno. Can't think of why else they'd try to tell you to break up. Glad you made it out safely and congrats on 10 years. Was going to go to a bar with a girl I met on Tinder. She showed up 15 minutes late, which wasn't that big of a deal. Got out of her car, crossed the street, and then awkwardly shook my hand. Told me she forgot her ID at home, apologized, and then left. Damn, man. That hurt me. We all think we're not that ugly, but then something like this happens. I went on a date with a girl to a bar and grill. The girl just got set free from a bad relationship. The bartender was her uncle, the server was her sister, and her fresh ex-boyfriend was there on a date with another guy. I do not miss that about small towns. Back in high school, me and the boys were getting food in the next town over, and one of my buddies thought it would be funny to order a fur burger with a side of thighs. I get to the window and the older lady didn't think that was funny at all, but that made us laugh even harder. Then very next night, I go to pick up my date for the homecoming dance, and of course, it's the fast food lady who answers the door. Another one. I went on a date with this girl from Tinder. She super liked me and messaged first, so I was really happy to have someone interested. I asked if she'd like to go for a walk sometime, and she said she'd love to. So we get to walking, and like five minutes in, she asks if I have roommates. I said yes, I live with five people and tell her about a few of them. There's Max, Matt, Mark. Wait, Mark Smith? I know him. What's he been up to? So we start chatting about my roommate, and she knows a lot about him. His family, the sports he plays, his girlfriend. Every time I try to move the conversation somewhere else, she brings it back to Mark. She's not even pretending to be into me anymore, she's just fangirling out over my roommate. I just love him. His hair is always so shiny and he smells so nice. She spends the full two hours talking about him and asking all sorts of questions. I didn't really know what to do, so I just boredly kept answering. When we get back to our car, she shifts gears again. Hey, so I had a really great time. Want to go back to your place and have some fun? She's really creeping me out at this point, so I tell her I have homework to do and maybe later. I get back and tell Mark about the date and he knows exactly who she is. He picks up his phone and immediately calls the police. They show up at the house, find the girl outside in the backyard and arrest her for violating a restraining order or something. It turned out she was super unstable and had stalked my roommate since they went on one date almost a year prior. 
She recognized from photos she had of him and used me to find out where he lived. Is it bad that I'm impressed by her stalking skills? Like, imagine if she or stalkers took all that crazy talent and became private eyes, spies, or something not insane. I was interested in this girl, and she kind of tricked me into a double date where she was dating another guy and had fixed me up with her sister. Being a good sport, I went along with it, and it was awkward, but okay-ish. But then she set me up with her sister again, and this time it was just the two of us. We went to the park. She had filled the trunk of her car with troll dolls, I mean dozens and dozens of them, and spent the entire date introducing me to her trolls, one by one. I should mention we were in our 20s. She was getting frustrated and angry because I didn't seem all that interested in her dolls. So sitting there, hands full of troll dolls, she exasperatedly asks me, So, are we gonna have sex? Do you even know how to have sex? Um, not with you I don't, I said, and got up and walked home. There's only so much one can endure while being polite. You gotta pay the troll toll if you want to get into that girl's hole. The girl took me to a cemetery at night, walked me to a grave, explained that it was her cousin and that night was the anniversary of his death, then told me a long story about the time he blanked her. I take it there was no second date. I wish that was true. I saw her a few times after that. On our last date, we were drinking at a bar and some dude I'd never met before got in my face, told me he was going to kill me for being there with her, then smashed a chair to pieces. A bunch of people held him back as we escaped and that was the only time I've ever driven drunk. Later, she married one of my best friends. I matched with a Chinese exchange student on Tinder. She asked me to meet her at her apartment, then we'd go link up with some of her friends at the waterfront. We're texting as I'm on the way over, and she says she didn't realize this was a date. Nonetheless, she asks me to pick up dinner for both of us on the way over. I get to her apartment, and before I can even take my jacket off, she says, So, do you have anything to say to me? Presumably because I'd spent 15 seconds in silence. I offer her the food she asked for. She said she wasn't hungry. I try to strike up a conversation, but she dead ends every topic I bring up. She starts texting and making phone calls. She was speaking Mandarin, presumably, but I was able to make out the name of the place we were supposed to meet her friends. She said something about how plans might change because her friend needs help. Throughout all this, I just sat by myself, eating my sandwich in silence. When I was finished, I asked if she just wanted me to leave. She said yes, then gave me $20 for dinner. You weren't her date, you were her Uber Eats driver. Dated a man who corrected my Polish because his grandmother was Polish and she told him how to pronounce some words. Mind you, I was brought up in Poland, went to school and college there, read a zillion books, saw a zillion Polish movies, etc. But this guy was very condescending about my pronunciation of the few words he learned from his grandma. When I was 15, a girl asked me to the movies. It was I Love You Man. Her parents decided to attend too. Then one of the characters cursed like 10 minutes into the movie and the parents told us we were leaving. They took me right home and that was that. Third date with a guy from Hinge. Started off completely normal, went to a pub for a few drinks. Pub closes, guy invites me back to his. We get back to his and have a few more drinks. He then asks if I'd like to smoke a joint. Hadn't smoked for a few years but thought, hey, it'll be fine. 
end up feeling very sick and unable to move. Guy doesn't have a bucket or bowl, so he brings over the entire kitchen bin and places it next to me. He then suggests we watch a movie. Guy puts on American Psycho, and I sit there for the next two hours, paralyzed and paranoid, completely convinced he's going to murder me. Also, he lived on a boat. Went on a first date where someone asked me why I cut my hair so short. I guess I could have lied or blown off the question, but I don't like to start anything with falsehood, so I told him that I had chemo for breast cancer, that I'll probably be completely fine now, and we absolutely didn't have to talk about it. He asked me a few questions about the surgery, single mastectomy, and he said, I want to know which one it is, but I can't look at your boobs now. I told him if he could guess which boob got the axe, I'd buy the drinks and appetizer. He won, and I never saw him again. I'm positive I am the weirdest date that guy has ever been on. His loss, you sound like a fun as hell date. You're a legend, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Dated a woman who didn't tell me she needed meds because she was psychotic. In the middle of dinner at a restaurant, she got quiet and distracted. I asked if she was feeling okay. Apparently one of the voices told her I was a horrible person and she pulled a steak knife on me. A customer was able to talk to her and got her to put the knife down. The police were called and she was arrested. I didn't press charges and about a week later she sent me a letter with proof that she's been in counseling for a long time, takes medication, and included a heartfelt apology. Thank you for understanding that she needed help and for not pressing charges. That sounds like a very scary situation. I'm glad everybody is okay. I hope you had or have a good support system to help you get through it as well. To be fair, if I were psychotic, I don't think I would tell people about it right away either. So I was 18, in the Air Force, and living in the dorms. My roommate set me up with his girlfriend's cousin and the four of us went to a movie. She brought a stuffed animal. Not a tiny little thing some young women clipped to their keychain. It was a gigantic blue rabbit, at least as big as a toddler. She said she brought it because she sometimes gets scared in movies. We were seeing a comedy. After the movie, we grabbed some ice cream and drove the cousins home. My date invited me to kiss her at the door, but told me I should also kiss Pebbles so he wouldn't be jealous. Edit. Of course I kissed Pebbles. My date was actually out of my league hot, but crazy. Told a girl I was into granola environmental shit. She replied, me too. We hit it off quickly. Anyway, she kept talking about how incredible her job was and that she taught a bunch of kids about environmental issues and how amazing this job was, basically begging me to come check it out. So we picked a day and I took the day off from work. It had been a while since we saw each other, so she decided it would be fun to send me real kinky texts about fun places we could sneak off to around her work, as it was her fantasy. I was down and I was getting in the mood myself. I drive to her work only to find out she works at a trash-burning power plant and recycling center, and on that day, we'll be giving a tour to a bunch of preschoolers. Throughout the date, basically every chance she could, she would try to get me turned on when no one was looking. There are about 20 kids and teachers right there. Meanwhile, we're walking through piles of rotten trash, or looking at machinery that could kill you in an instant if you stepped over a boundary line, or staring into a white-hot furnace to see the burning trash. The more you walked around, the dirtier you felt, which in a way was not surprising. I still had the worst blue balls in my life, which in itself was questionable. Anyway, the tour ended, she took me in her office, and well, let's just say it took three showers and a wave to a priest to feel clean after that. 
Ugh, I've had a few bad ones, but the weirdest slash worst happened a few years back. Met this girl online, started talking, arranged the date. It was around Halloween, so all of her pictures had her in costumes and wigs at what I'm assuming were Halloween parties? I was excited to get to see what she really looked like. Day of the date, she happened to be picking up her new car and asked if she could pick me up. Weird, but no biggie. So she picks me up and says, Mind if we grab coffee and drive around for an hour so I can get used to my car? Weird again, but whatever. So now we're driving around for a good two hours and the conversation is wearing thin. I knew she had worked that day, we hadn't really talked about it yet if you can believe it, and I said something like, so how's work been lately for you? And she said, it's slow this time of year, sometimes I want to pull my hair out. Like a effing idiot, I decide to respond with, well don't do that, nothing attractive about a bald girl. To which she replies, this is probably a good time to tell you, I have cancer, I'm actually wearing a wig right now. And suddenly it all clicked, the picture with all the wigs made sense. I didn't know what to do. You can't put your foot any further down your throat than I did. I knew I had to say something, so I said, I feel really embarrassed about what I just said. Maybe I should just go. Keeping in mind, I'm in her car and have nowhere to go. To which she pulled the car over and had me get out. Literally 30 minutes from my house. I had to call my mom to come and get me. I was 32 years old at the time. So that sucked. It wasn't as bad as the girl who got diarrhea on our first date. Sorry, actually we had dated six months. And yet in other ways, it was worse. Edit. The diarrhea story. I was dating this girl for about six months when we went to a big film party sponsored by some vodka company. My date got effing hammered. Like unattractively hammered. So we're driving home and I look over and she hikes up her skirt and starts peeing all over my seat. Soaked the thing. You wouldn't think a girl... A human could expel that much liquid, but here we were. We pull into her house and she opens her door and runs inside. I had to run around and close her door because it was a two-door sunfire and those doors were like wings. Took me a few seconds to head inside. By the time I get back to running around to the front of her house, I notice she's standing outside hunched over a small garden. I'm assuming she's throwing up, so I go over to check on her, but she puts her hand up and says, Stop! I'm shitting! And I look down and there's diarrhea all around her feet. She literally exploded. I didn't know what to do, but F man, I had to do something. This was one of those, how the F did this become my issue to fix situations. Here's where things get interesting. I ended up calling her sister. This girl took literally 10 minutes to come to the door, but when she did, she had two kettles of near boiling water. The girl I was with ran inside and her sister came out, handed me a kettle, and started pouring it all over the shit. I basically did the same. I was floored to learn this wasn't her first time doing this. So then I go inside to find my girl. She made it as far as the upstairs bathroom where I found her naked, laying on her side, throwing up, shitting, and a tampon string hanging from her amongst all of it. I learned a great deal about how capable a woman's bowels truly are. that evening. Finally, once she was cleaned up and ready for bed, like two hours later, I left, got into my car, and realized my passenger seat was still soaked with piss and the car was rank. So I guess you could say it was a pretty good night. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, those are some crazy, 
weird dates and weird first date stories. I, I think the world of online dating really leads to some weirder situations because it's it's less of like getting to know the person sometimes and it's more of a fast track type of situation. There's got to be more crazy stories out there. I hope you guys enjoyed these ones. If you have a crazy story about a weird date that you've been on, please feel free to share it in the comments below. We'd love to hear them. And as always, if you like the video, leave a like or a comment below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more, hear more posts from r slash askreddit and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Enjoying the podcast? An easy and effective way to support us is to simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description box below. It would mean so much to us. As always, thank you for listening. Hey everyone, today's post comes to you from Ask Reddit, a subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most interesting questions and the most interesting comments are upvoted to the top. Today's post. What's the worst case you've seen of someone trying to play the victim when it was all their own fault? I was in a crowded parking lot driving around looking for a space. There was one car ahead of me. The car ahead of me stopped, so I stopped as well. I'm not sure why she stopped, because there were no empty spaces and no one was pulling out, but whatever. Then, before I even had time to react, her reverse lights came on and she came flying backwards towards me. I didn't even have time to honk. She slammed into the front of my car, got out of her car, and started screaming that I hit her. When officers arrived, she was crying and shaking and complaining that her neck hurt and cursing me for slamming into the back of her car. Thankfully, two people had been walking through the parking lot when this occurred and told the officer what really happened. Later, the driver of the car that hit me tried to tell her insurance company that I knew the witnesses and that's why they lied. I didn't know the witnesses, by the way. At any rate, if the witnesses hadn't stuck around to give statements, I'd have been screwed. My mom ruined my courthouse wedding, called me selfish, and made fun of my shoes on my wedding day, and made me swear to her that I wouldn't tell our family I was getting married until we had a big ceremony, then proceeded to go behind my back and tell people anyway. She is now genuinely surprised that I am upset and going around crying to all my aunts and uncles about how her only daughter will not speak to her. I'm married to a woman with a mom like that, or so I'm told. My wife had already written her off and cut her out of her life before she met me. We've been married almost 30 years and I never met or laid eyes on the lady. Our kids never met her either. She died a few years back. My wife has been happier since. She used to get the shakes at even the thought of a chance encounter with her mother. Now she's safe. A woman rear-ended my car in the car wash of all places. She failed to put her car in neutral and rolled right into me. She then proceeded to yell at me and insist that it was my fault for not going fast enough. After we finally convinced her that the track always goes the same speed, she decided to blame the car wash employee for making the track too slow. A while back, I rear-ended a car stopped at a red light, and as I put my car in park to make sure there was no damage, this little old lady popped out of the driver's seat and jumped out of the car I had just rear-ended and exclaimed, Oh, honey, I'm so, so sorry. Not an appropriate comment for this post, but I just need to take a break from reading about all these hideous people for a second and remember that sweet old lady. 
There was no damage to either car since I was only going five miles per hour when I hit her, but before we drove away, I made her promise not to jump out and start apologizing profusely to any driver who rear-ended her in the future. She cracked up laughing, then thanked me and drove off. My friend's sister. She doesn't feed her kids nor send the oldest one, Seven, to school. Her neighbors reported her to Child Protective Services, and now she's posting statuses about how cruel people are for separating a mother and her kids. What do you mean she wasn't feeding her kids? How were they getting by? Not OP, but my significant other is a teacher in an inner city school. The school gives out free breakfast and lunch, or else many kids wouldn't eat anything. She literally has many kids that only eat in school. It's a combination of poverty, drugs, lack of education, crime, etc. So yes, there are people who don't feed their kids. We live in an overwhelmingly middle-class town and have the same thing. It's not just inner city. Our school does free breakfast and lunch for those kids and offers breakfast all summer when school is not in session, as well as a weekly bag of groceries to take home. Many of these same kids show up day after day, week after week in the same pair of clothes. No jacket, hat, gloves, or boots in winter. This is Wisconsin without proper winter clothes. The kids could literally die due to exposure. Summers are hard for a lot of families for this reason. It's great that your schools are helping to fill this gap. It is a shame we need schools to serve this function, but you can't learn if you're hungry. OP said that the oldest doesn't go to school. That means that the kids aren't eating at school or at home. My mom did the same and then would disappear for weeks at a time, leaving me alone when I was 7 to 10 years old. I spent a lot of time at my friend's house who lived a stone's throw away. They had a massive family and were used to having a whole bundle of kids in and out of the house so they never really batted an eye or suspected much. My friend's grandmother on the other hand wouldn't let me come over because she said I was like a straight cat. I was only eight when it was at its worst, and I just told people my mom worked a lot. She threatened to beat me if I said otherwise. I'd get myself up for school in the mornings and catch the bus, would eat lunch at school, and whenever I got home, I'd either eat at my friends if they offered. I never asked. I didn't want to be impolite. Or just did without. Things came to a head when my grandfather called to check on me one day, and he asked to talk to my mom. I told him she wasn't home. He asked for how long. At that point, I think she had been gone for nearly a month. He came and packed my stuff up to move in with him less than an hour after hanging up the phone. Some kids aren't so lucky to have another support system, though. An older lady walked into a construction area where she knew she wasn't supposed to go just to snoop around when the workers weren't there and then sued because she slipped on a plastic floor covering. She worked there. She knew the area was off limits. Did it anyway. How did the lawsuit turn out? Settled. That makes me angry. Workers' comp is a no-fault scheme, so it doesn't matter if you did it to yourself. She probably knew this. She's lucky the carrier didn't get her charged criminally for fraud. An employee was being fired for a multitude of infractions at a coffee shop. He had been caught by management calling customers things like dumbass and stupid F under his breath and several customers had also reported the behavior. He was constantly late or would leave early or beg others to cover his shift. Instead of restocking or cleaning the area during downtimes, he would take out his drumsticks and practice, which annoyed the other employees and customers. During inventory counts, we noticed whole pallets of sandwiches or baked goods were, quote, missing, as well as bottled drinks, etc. 
we were mysteriously out of huge five-pound bags of the espresso roast. The numbers were not adding up. He was subsequently fired after being caught bad-mouthing a customer while a visiting manager was also in the cafe. The guy didn't know it. The guy blamed all the issues on everyone else. Late to work turned into, I missed the bus, or my roommate forgot to wake me up in time. Leaving early turned into, oh well, I got a call for a gig, uh, there was a concert I wanted to see. Food missing turned into, I didn't have money to eat, and it's the company's responsibility to ensure I'm fed while on the clock. Calling customers' names turned into, they misunderstood me. Management said, what part of calling a customer a dumb F is a misunderstanding? Followed by, not my fault they're so sensitive. All this dude's problems were blamed on everyone else, and all his issues and situation in life was blamed on everyone else. Us employees stopped inviting him out because at bars he would order drinks and tell the bartender one of us was covering and skip out or leave rapidly before the check was presented to us. He would also walk around tables when people got up to dance or talk in a group and guzzle down their drinks. He was an all-over shitty person. Found out after he was fired from our store he was hired by a Starbucks in the mall who failed to call for a reference or check even though our store was listed as previous place of employment. He was caught stealing money and food from there, too. Edit. I wanted to add this was our worst employee. We had another guy who worked his ass off but had a generally bad demeanor, but he was a solid, hard worker. One day he sat down and watched the drummer dude spout his mouth off and treat customers like shit and turned to me and said, I hope to God I don't sound or act like that. Just from watching this one guy, the other employee became a model customer service employee almost overnight. Also, we had another guy there. He went by some weird animal name instead of his real name. He was sent home for showing up drunk several times and was let go after management found he snuck a bottle of vodka in and was adding it to girls' drinks during the late shift. Sometimes my children ask me why they've met my mother but never met my father. I tell them he died a long time ago when I was a kid. In reality, my dad used to be an abusive drunk and my mother had to kick him out because he used to beat on us kids. We used to spend weekends at his new house, but around the time I turned 10, he told my mother to stop dropping us off and gave her a shoebox full of all the pictures he had of us. We tried calling him on holidays every now and again, but he finally just told us to stop contacting him altogether. Last year, my mother passed away, and he decided to reach out to me and expressed he had changed and wanted to make things up to me. I told him it was okay, I filled him in on how I was doing in life and sent him pictures of my children, but I expressed I was already a man and don't need a father anymore, but he was forgiven for the 20-year absence. He then proceeded to tell me that I'm horrible for pushing him away and abandoning him, that he was dying and just wanted to fix things. So I just explained to him it's already forgiven, but he abandoned me and I had no time for his foolishness. I wish things would have been different, but he's too much of a bad influence to allow in my children's lives. Edit. I'd like to thank everyone for the positive support and encouragement. I hope everyone who shared a similar experience can find happiness, regardless of us having crappy upbringings. My ex-husband got arrested for having child porn. He blamed me, saying it was my fault he was so depressed he went looking for it. Edit. I did not expect this comment to get so much attention. Thank you for the supportive comments. Some follow-up. His depression defense worked. He was given eight months house arrest, no jail time. Fast forward several years to now, he is sitting in jail awaiting trial, charged with first-degree sexual abuse of a minor. This is messed up. I'm sorry you had to go through that. 
Hmm, I've been diagnosed with severe depression and somehow it never made me download child porn. Not surprised, to be honest. Have you watched To Catch a Predator? They have so many excuses. I'm depressed. My dad used to hit me. My wife lives abroad. Like, bitch, shut the F up. Do you honestly think anyone cares? There is no excuse. Not a single one. No one cares if you had a rough couple of months. I've had that too. I didn't watch child porn because of it. I lost a lot of weight. 150 pounds. My overweight friend didn't. I don't care. She's my friend. I love her. I tried on a pair of size 12, size 8 US jeans, but they were too big, so asked for the smaller size. Before I could try them on, my friend stormed out of the shop, and when I followed her, she screamed at me for rubbing my weight loss in her face. I lost the weight in 2015. I've been this size for four years. What does she want you to do? Buy pants that don't fit? Wasting your money to spare her feelings? What she really wants are OP's results without OP's effort. Well, she probably wants to be the skinny friend, and barring that, she wants her friend to be fat like her so she can justify just how impossible it is to lose weight. R slash keto has this issue pop up surprisingly often. Crabs in a bucket! I have some super nice but super fat friends who are constantly trying to get me to eat garbage. I didn't lose 60 pounds just to gain it back. Sorry, not sorry. You either suffer through discipline or you suffer through regret. Pick one. My brother-in-law, wife's brother. Everything is terrible in his life because everyone conspires to be mean to him. All his drug problems are other people's fault. The government never should have taken his kid from him because he's a good father. When his disabled mother got custody of his kid and then let him move in with them, she made up all those stories about him hitting her and the kid. When the government, both APS and CPS, told us we had to protect them from him, we had no right to take his kid that he hadn't had custody of for years. He lives off disability for back problems he's had since getting a beatdown for running his mouth at the wrong people, despite the fact his doctors tell him he doesn't need a wheelchair and can work. It's our fault he can't pay his bills, even though he's still living in his mother's house rent-free. And that surely has nothing to do with the fact that he blows his disability check on drugs and junk food as soon as he gets it. In his mind, we, quote, abandon him to die and are horrible people for not letting him live with us, despite the fact that the government literally put his mother and kid in our care to keep them safe from him. He came up with a scheme where he called 911 to be taken to the local hospital. When he got there, he told them he was dying because he was wheelchair-bound and abandoned in a squalid house. The house became squalid after the mother and kid were removed because he refused to clean and had a dog he never let outside. He actually got Adult Protective Services to call us and tell us we had to take care of him and fix up his house. By the way, we live 250 miles away in a different state. We explained the history and gave them the names of the caseworkers for his mother and son who know him well. APS confirmed what we told them. When APS told him we didn't agree to let him live with us, he demanded they file a court order to force us to allow him to live in our home. APS told him that wasn't actually a thing that could happen, so he started screaming profanities at everyone in the hospital. She called us from the hospital. We heard him screaming. When the doctors told him, again, he didn't need a wheelchair, he screamed at them. They discharged him, but he refused to leave on his own, so they sent him home in an ambulance. He refused to get out, so they wound up driving him back to the hospital and leaving him on a gurney in the ER waiting room. 
After eight hours, when he still refused to leave, they had security drag him out and dump him in the parking lot. A few weeks later, he's calling us, begging us to pay his bills, and goes off again on how we had no right to take his kid from him, and we're terrible people because we refuse to acknowledge what a good father he is. He lives in the rural south. Do you know what it takes for Child Protective Services to take your kid in a poor county in the south? We're talking immediate danger to life. Not only did they do that and then a judge permanently took away his custody, but then they came back and said the kid and his mother weren't safe in the same house as him and we stole his kid. I raised my kids. They've graduated and are adults. I have zero desire to raise another kid, let alone one who has significant emotional issues from being abused. But guess what? I am, because I'm not a total piece of shit and I can't turn my back on them. But in my brother-in-law's eyes, this is all a vast conspiracy to spite him. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, some crazy victim stories here. Do you guys have any people like this in your lives? Maybe you've had somebody try to play the victim and get one up on you in a legal sense. Or maybe you have someone in your life who's always trying to get you to pity them and feel bad for them, feel like nothing is ever their fault. We'd love to hear your stories. If you have any stories about people like this, please leave them in the comments below. As always, if you liked the video, leave a like or leave a comment in that discussion. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more, hear more posts from Ask Reddit and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you guys so much for watching and for listening.